Man City lose here whilst they're not competing. Did get yellow carded very early on in the match for being a bit too eager coming out of her goal and taking out, I think it was Leah Carlton. But, uh... <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB Koyig pod on the OTB Sports app now. Now then, you're very welcome along. So off the ball on a Tuesday evening, we've got a really good show lined up for you. Brian O'Driscoll is going to be in studio. He's made a documentary uh, about retirement and his own reflections very much included in that documentary. Uh, Not as easy for him as we might all have thought on the outside. So we'll chat to him about all of that after eight o'clock. There is a Champions League evening in store, of course. We will also be talking to Andy Mitten, editor of United We Stand, about goings on at Old Trafford. And also with us in the football show later on this evening, uh, Bryn Law. You might know Bryn, uh, Sky Sports News journalist for many years. He's also based in uh, Wrexham. And this whole uh, Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney, Hollywood takeover at Wrexham. Uh, one of the less expected football stories of recent times. So Bryn's going to give us the inside story ahead of the new documentary series, which is uh, on Disney+. Plus. So all of that is on the way. First, however, if you've been listening to OTB Radio over the last two hours or so, you'll know where we're going. The defender can't deal with it. Denise Sullivan has a shot with a right boot. It's, it's a wonderful goal for Ireland. And it's a brilliant shot from the winner from Cork. Denise O'Sullivan, she made no mistake, found a gap in the defence. And from about 12 yards out, she hit the back of the net with her right foot. It's a superb goal for Ireland. It is Slovakia nil. Ireland won with 36 minutes on the clock. Yeah, there we are. So Ireland won Republic of Ireland nil. Stephen Doyle, Graham Gartland uh, calling the shots and that was how it finished and they've stayed on to offer their thoughts. Sitting up, look at two of you sitting up straight, ah, fixing you your shirt. You yes. all, yeah, Pull it down back. over the belly. Yes, Mr. I Malloy. Two of you straight away. Caught no, was coming on camera. I told you we weren't I've been working out as well, Graham. Uh, never have two men sat up straighter. Is this what it was like back in the class? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Doyle, sit up straight. Uh, so, what are we saying about that game? Um, well, the last game I did on commentary uh, of this Irish team was against Georgia that ended in a 9 0 victory. And um, it was hard to, you know, it's hard to analyse those big wins because there's so many goals. The other team are much weaker. Um, but you got to think about it like this, Joe. I know some people were saying, look, on the face, it wasn't a great game. No. It wasn't a very entertaining game. That's fair enough, okay? There were flashes of good play from Ireland, I thought, in the first half. But you've got to put it into context. Um, they went into the game against Finland, looked a bit nervous, got the win that they needed. That put them through to the playoffs. That's grand. They knew today they just had to win this game to make sure they got into the top three of runners-up. And that meant that they would bypass round one of the playoffs and just had to play one match. And that one match could get them straight into the World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. So they just needed three points today. Yeah. And they went out there. And they just got the 1-0 win that they needed. And they were very professional in the way they saw the game out, I thought. And, um, you know, you're not looking for brilliant performances at this stage of the campaign. You're just looking for the three points that get you where you want to go. Yeah, so they've beaten Slovakia. And as Stephen says, the headline news is that means they can skip the first round of the playoffs when they start in October. So they're straight into uh, third place of all the group runners up. So it saves two playoff matches in one week and therefore gives them much bigger chance of making a World Cup. Graham, your thoughts on the game? Slovakia are like Ireland are a better team than Slovakia. Yeah. So you would have expected them to win. But I mean, it's stodgy. It's away from home. It's a bit warm. We were talking to the reporter over there as well. Listen, Ireland weren't at the most fluid. There was a massive change once Ireland went 1-0 up and how do you approach the game? They stopped playing out from the back. Brosnan kicked long. I think bar one kick out in the whole second half. But again, 
they took their chances. They had a lot more chances in the game than Slovakia had. They had a, oh, Kate McCabe's volley is unbelievable. If that goes in, you're still talking about it. So they had moments in the game that were really of high quality. We just didn't see it often enough. Um, but in terms of just being and going and doing a professional performance, I think they're doing that away from home. And if you if you offered them that before the game, they would have taken it. Like you said, can they be better in possession? Yes, of course. But their work rate off the ball and their game plan to stop Slovakia counter-attacking on them was executed really well. And how much do you read into them not quite clicking in possession? Or I, Like I saw Karen Duggan even at half-time in RT saying they lacked ambition on the ball. She thought she wanted more from them even in the first half uh, in terms of being in possession. Like you've been there, you've done it, you know what it's like. And, and Stephen says, well, look, and, and a lot of us would say it, well, it, this is about just getting the result, get the three points, don't worry about performance. But uh, at a certain point, do we have to start looking at, at those aspects of the performance, like in attack and say, well, we're going to, this isn't going to serve us if we, you know, we're going to we're gonna come up against it and, and if, yeah, we, if we're not better in the ball, it'll catch us. It's been a counter-attacking team, so it's hard yeah. to then change into a possession-based team. That's very hard to, thing to do, just switch it on. And then when you're winning as well, you tend to be a bit more protective about your pass. That that, that one looks a bit riskier. I'm not going to drive through there in that gap. I'm just going to clip into a channel and we get up the pitch because we know that Slovakia mightn't have the quality to get out. But in terms of being brave and controlling games, if you want to try and be some of the bigger teams around you, you might need to adopt that approach of right or else you adopt the approach that we're going to be a counter-attacking team and that's what they do but it, the, the front- only thing as well Joe I think uh, it should be noticed because there was four players that yeah. started the match last Thursday were ruled out to injury and suspension another key player that was missing for both games was Nii Fahey and Nii Fahey plays on the right of the back three she's the ball carrier she takes the ball out from the back so Claire O'Reardon had to come in there today it was only her fifth cap I think it was she's very inexperienced so I suppose you have to play to your strengths yeah. and we didn't have our ball carrier from the back three there, Niamh Fahey. So I think it was important just to protect Claire O'Riordan to a certain extent as well. And you've got two experienced campaigners there, Louise Quinn, Diane Caldwell. Caldwell's 33 now, you know, so maybe not as mobile as she would have been. And Louise Quinn has to, she's the anchor of that back three, so can't really get forward too much. So I think that plays a part in as well why Ireland maybe weren't as progressive as we yeah. would have seen in previous matches. Well, I guess as well, I mean, against the better teams, being a counter-attack inside is just fine anyway. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. Got, and, yeah. that, and with the front three that they have, like um, Payne, McCabe and, and, and Zoo were excellent. Like, but O'Sullivan, the, the ground she covers is fantastic. She glides around the pitch, but she has quality to go with it as well. She's a wonderful footballer. Or a McCabe link up really well and they're, they're a joy to watch when they're full flow. Denise O'Sullivan's like Kante getting across the ground. Yeah, do you know what? I was, I was just saying to Graham Offair there, she's one of those players, she just glides. It's yeah. unbelievable. You can't see her taking steps yeah. almost. Yeah. I know. She yeah. covers so much ground effortlessly. But the, the, the willingness to do it from all of them, uh, uh, Ag in midfield as well, they got back in so well and stopped count. The work Jess rate was Sue phenomenal. Really yeah, well, Jess Sue had some, the little dink pass through a gap is wonderful. Like, And some of the stuff they're doing is 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 a joy to watch and you just like you said we just want to see a little bit more of it but you like they go away from home and, won, and win one nil if you had offered that to the Irish men's team two seasons ago you would have bit the hand off it yeah and I guess th- you, there is that uh, point of getting the main building blocks in place which is good out of possession defensively sound and working hard for each other and organised and then you, you build on that that breeds confidence yeah. but like in fairness for, for what this Irish women's team is doing we were t- I was talking to the, the uh, lad from Sky Neil Cummins the head of Sky and he says it's the best thing Sky's ever done is, is invest in the Irish women's team mm. it's the best thing that Sky have ever done 
So it just shows you what they're bringing to the country and what they're bringing to young girls. Like I was talking off air, my niece comes, goes to every game, Hannah, she goes to every game. It's just, it's gripped the nation a little bit and just a feel good factor around it. Yeah, I know. I do think about, I mean, I've heard people make the point, well, it's very young audience at these games and I mean, like in 10 years time when Hannah's in her 20s. Yeah. That's the audience everybody's chasing, and they're exactly. all, you know they'll have grown up with this team, and they'll be filling out the Aviva Stadium. So that's why, like we are, we are at the start of something very, very exciting here. And it has to grow, and there's going to be times where we don't, don't maybe perform to our expectations, but they're still they're getting results against yeah. good team. They only lost one game in the group. It's a fantastic. No, it's yeah. been a great group to be fair. Exactly, as well. I yeah. think the other thing as well is that Courtney Brosnan um, would have had her doubters, you know, fair enough, because there was a couple of errors that she made in qualifiers in the last campaign for the Euros. She kept five clean sheets in eight games yeah. in the qualifiers. Massively That's improved. progress. Like I was a doubter. You could not be a doubter. You'd have Absolutely. to have had She's been so good this campaign. Yeah. It's dead right to mention her. On uh, Jessu, so she got player of the match as well. Yeah. She's a, a very young player still. She's born in 6th of June 2002, just to make everybody feel a touch old. Oh. Uh, she's, she's recently moved to uh, West Ham. She's really lively. Yeah, she's excellent, and uh, you touched on it that she came through a Shelbourne as well, yeah. and they've produced a few. I think Kieran as well followed her, yeah. and she was excellent. They're full of running, but not even that. She showed some quality in the first half. I think she chopped the centre back three times, and I was like, I was trying not to show into the mic because she just turned her inside out. Mm-hmm. And then that, like I said, that little clip pass through into McCabe is just such inventiveness. But there's no fear in the younger players coming through. But again, Kate McCabe's on the screen behind us. She's led the way in terms of being willing to take the ball in tight spaces. Our balance is fantastic. Her little sister is coming through now as well. So you might see two McCabe's in the Ireland team <laughs> in the next five years. Uh, Katie McCabe got roughed up tonight. Yeah, she took a, a couple of heavy challenges. We were uh, Stephen was saying especially that she needed a lot more protection, but from the referee, she took a lot of heavy tackles. Some of them were nasty. The one that actually gets booked on is probably a red card. But um, it's a willingness to take the ball in spicy places and our balance. She 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 so well balanced and sits down and and that gives her the power to push away from people. She's fantastic. She's tough though, isn't yeah. she? She's really hard. She's Tala. hard as nails. And yeah, that's. <laughs> From our own neck of the woods oh, yeah, as well. That's us, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, from the absolutely. nicer part of Tala than me now. <laughs> <laughs> he was private owned houses. We're council. Okay, you're the posh one. Yeah, he's the posh one, as you can tell. But she, um, it's her toughness, though. She really, like, she was taking those tackles and she was getting up. She was dusting herself off and straight back into it. Um, I think she's a real... I remember because I, I started covering Ireland women's games back in... Actually, Sue Rowland spoke about it this morning. Uh, the European campaign where they really put Germany under the pre- under pressure. They they had that game at Tallis Stadium where they were beaten three two by Germany. Germany got lucky with a goal right at the end, and Ireland led in that uh, led in that game as well early on. But I remember Katie McCabe and Denise Sullivan coming through under Sue Rowan, and she gave the two players their debuts. And then I remember Katie McCabe getting the captaincy under Colin Bell, and thinking, "Whoa, yeah, she's a bit yeah. young. I don't know about this." But she really has taken that role yeah. so well, she and has, she's yeah. an inspiration. She's a real, she is. she's a real leader, and not just by the way she plays, but I think she is one of those talkers on the pitch as well. Yeah. She, she drives the team on, and I'd say in the dressing room as well. She's she's well able to to motivate the troops as well. Yeah, she knows what she knows what the game's about. In fairness to her, the game intelligence from some of them, Queen at times as well today was mm. fantastic. Their game management, but seeing seeing where the danger was 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 really good. Um, like you said, the tactical game plan that Vera Powell puts in was excellent as well and it gets them to win 
And for people who didn't see it, Graham, it was pretty much a five-four-one. Keep things tight. That was the plan. Yeah, but in, in more so that was I didn't. I thought it was more of a, a three-four. At times it was a three-four-three when with McCabe and Zoo were pushed high and paying down the middle, and then and uh, allowed the wing backs to just back up the play rather than run beyond mm-hmm. McCabe and Zoo. But any time they lost possession, they were able to get in the, the contact. They were able to get in contact with the back three really quick, and then it became a five. So you're right in that sense. But there was a lot of the times when it became a 3-4-3 in attack and play but the, that we were talking about the goal saying that when McKay broke or Zoo broke they, they weren't getting enough bodies into the box and maybe O'Sullivan needed to be the one uh, that gets into the box and for cutbacks and that's where the goal comes from Not don't mean yeah. to brag but we did call it didn't yeah you, no absolutely I should mention as well because you mentioned Heather Payne in there and Heather Payne that was her 29th cap today She's only scored one goal now. She's yeah. a centre forward that plays as wing back. She switches between the two positions. People look at that record and go, "Oh, she's she's yeah. no use." But every game I see Heather Payne playing in, she sacrifices her game for the team. She's absolutely brilliant. Uh, that yeah. lone striker role—it's so hard to play. But again today, she was battling away. She was holding the ball up, bringing teammates into play. She's from Roscommon. Only made her senior debut back in 2017. And she's just one of those players. She gives herself for the team, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. And again, she was one, another one that covered nearly 11 to 12k against Finland, uh, against Finland the other night. Mm-hmm. So her running power, but her, her stamina is fantastic. Like, But again, such an outlet. She held the ball up really well and brought people into play. So that allows the likes of McCabe and Zoo to time their runs. But yeah, she is. She's an outstanding in terms of relief for your back your back line. Anytime they clipped hopeless balls in the corner, she was the one chasing them and getting throw-ins yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and the hold-up play was good. Yeah, it was, you yeah. Know? very calm in possession and, and understands the importance of bringing others into it so Stephen big picture to do what they've done in this group is exceptional by the previous standards of, of Irish teams and now they go towards this uh, playoff stage and things do have the potential here to get very complicated I know but mm. they've skipped that first playoff game so that yeah. saves two games in a week which is obviously important this will be what 11th of October 11th of October give so or take yeah it's basically the we've got nine groups so nine runners up six of those runners up will now have to play each other in, uh, in in one-legged playoffs and then the uh, winners from those uh, three matches go on then to round two where they'll meet Ireland, Switzerland and it's either Netherlands or Iceland. They're going to play this evening. We'll see which one of those finishes second in that group. Mm. Um, and then two of those winners will go straight into the World Cup. That's the simple version if you're in those yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, you've got a big you've old got to tournament go to, the to worry about. Confederation tournament which takes place in February down in New Zealand. Let's not discuss that. I'll end up like Kevin Kilban trying to explain uh, what was he was trying to explain that time the I think it was the, oh, the UEFA Nations League. Yeah. I think he called it the League of yeah. Nations at the time. But we won't worry about that. I don't end up being a, a, a Richie McCormick uh, montage. So uh, yeah. we, we'll leave it at that for the moment. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel this team then are, are set up for that playoff? They look full of confidence, very together. Like yeah. there's, a, there's a really good energy about things for a start. So that's good. And that'll carry you a long way, especially when it comes to the tight moments. And it, like you said, games like that where they don't play that well, but they come away with a victory are massive for your team yeah. spirit too. And that togetherness and knowing that they can go in and, and take an ugly one 0 win away from home. Like I don't see I don't I, I understand that people might be giving out and say we didn't play that well, but I'm more impressed with that than actually going over and playing well because it shows that a level of sort of professionalism and cuteness and rootlessness in, in a game that you need to go away and win away from home. Because sometimes teams on the upper average teams have to play very well to win. Yeah. And it's nice that they're getting into a space now where they really are in a good habit of getting the job done, regardless of how they do it. That's two yeah, in a row exactly. Now. Because you only have to go back to the last campaign when they had that game against Ukraine, which yeah. they had to win. Yeah. 
I don't know, poor old Katie McCabe, she missed a penalty in that game and it was one of those matches where they were expected to win and they didn't win. Yeah. Today, they go in and, and Thursday as well, play Finland, maybe not expected to win that match so much, but today they're expected to win, win that game and they did it with all that pressure on them mm. and uh, they come through flying colours. Yeah. Winning when you're supposed to win is tough. And all the pressure's on you. Especially away from home, I would think as well. That's harder to win than being an underdog. When all the expectation is on you to win the game. Because you know that the other team is going to give you everything because they're playing with this heightened sense of, oh, if we win, it's a bonus. But if we don't, we're still still okay. But when all the pressure's on you to win, it's tougher. 